Hello friends, welcome to Habit Books Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Paul. Thank you for joining in. In this episode, we are looking at Chapter 4 of Atomic Habits by James Clear, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. The first law, make it obvious. Chapter 4, The Man Who Didn't Look Right. The psychologist Gary Klein once told me a story about a woman who attended a family gathering. She had spent years working as a paramedic and upon arriving at the event, took one look at her father-in-law and got very concerned. I don't like the way you look, she said. Her father-in-law, who was feeling perfectly fine, jokingly replied, well, I don't like your looks either. No, she insisted, you need to go to the hospital now. A few hours later, the man was undergoing life-saving surgery after an examination had revealed that he had a blockage to a major artery and was at immediate risk of a heart attack. Without his daughter-in-law intuition, he could have died. What did the paramedics see? How did she predict his impending heart attack? When major arteries are obstructed, the body focuses on sending blood to critical organs and away from peripheral locations near the surface of the skin. The result is a change in the pattern of distribution of blood in the face. After many years of working with people with heart failure, the woman had unknowingly developed the ability to recognize this pattern on sight. She couldn't explain what it was that she noticed in her father-in-law's face, but she knew something was wrong. Similar stories exist in other fields. For example, museum curators have been known to discern the difference between an authentic piece of art and an expertly produced counterfeit, even though they can't tell you precisely which details tip them off. Experienced radiologists can look at a brain scan and predict the area where a stroke will develop before any obvious signs are visible to the untrained eye. I've even heard of a hairdresser noticing whether a client is pregnant based on the feel of their hair. The human brain is a prediction machine. It is continuously taking in your surroundings and analyzing the information it comes across. Whenever you experience something repeatedly, like the paramedic, your brain begins noticing what is important, sorting through the details and highlighting the relevant cues and cataloging that information for future use. With enough practice, you can pick up on the cues that predict certain outcomes without consciously thinking about it. Automatically, your brain encodes the lessons learned through experience. We can't always explain what it is we are learning, but learning is happening all along the way, and your ability to notice the relevant cues in a given situation is the foundation of every habit you have. Consider hunger. How do you know when you're hungry? You don't necessarily have to see a cookie on the counter to realize that it's time to eat. Appetite and hunger are governed non-consciously. Your body has a variety of feedback loops that gradually alert you when it's time to eat again. And that track what's going on around you and within you. Cravings can arise thanks to hormones and chemicals circulating throughout your body. Suddenly you are hungry, even though you are not quite sure what tipped you off. This is one of the most surprising insights about our habits. You don't need to be aware of the cue for a habit to begin. You can notice an opportunity and take action without dedicating conscious attention to it. 
This is what makes habits useful. It's also what makes them dangerous. As habits form, your actions come under the direction of your automatic and non-conscious mind. You fall into old patterns before you realize what's happening. Unless someone points it out, you may not notice that you cover your mouth with your hand whenever you laugh, that you apologize before asking a question, or that you have a habit of finishing other people's sentences. And the more you repeat these patterns, the less likely you become to question what you are doing and why you are doing it. Over time, the cues that spark our habits become so common that they are essentially invincible. The treats on the kitchen counter, the remote control next to the couch, the phone in our pockets, etc. Our responses to these cues are so deeply encoded that it may feel like the urge to act comes from nowhere. For this reason, we must begin the process of behavior change with awareness. Before we can effectively build new habits, we need to get a handle of our current ones. This can be more challenging than it sounds because once a habit is firmly rooted in your life, it is mostly non-conscious and automatic. If a habit remains mindless, you can't expect to improve it. As the psychologist Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll call it fate. The Habit Scorecard The Japanese railway system is regarded as one of the best in the world. If you ever find yourself riding a train in Tokyo, you'll notice that the conductors have a peculiar habit. As each operator runs the train, they proceed through a ritual of pointing at different objects and calling out commands. When the train approaches a signal, the operator will point at it and say, Signal is green! As the train pulls into or out of each station, the operator will point at the speedometer and call out the exact speed. When it's time to leave, the operator will point at the timetable and state the time. Out on the platform, other employees are performing similar actions. Before each train departs, staff members will point along the edge of the platform and declare, all clear. Every detail is identified pointed at and named aloud. This process is known as pointing and calling is a safety system designed to reduce mistakes. It seems silly but it works incredibly well. Pointing and calling reduces errors by up to 85% and cuts accident by 30%. The MTA subway system in New York City adopted a modified version that is point only and within two years of implementation, incidents and accidents fell by 57%. Pointing and calling is so effective because it raises the level of awareness from an unconscious habit to a more conscious level. Because the train operators must use their eyes, hands, mouth and ears, they are more likely to notice problems before something goes wrong. My wife does something similar. Whenever we are preparing to walk out of the door for a trip, she verbally calls out the most essential items in her packing list. I've got my keys, I've got my wallet, I've got my glasses, I've got my husband. The more automatic a behavior becomes, 
the less likely we are to consciously thinking about it. And when we have done something a thousand times before, we begin to overlook things. We assume that the next time will just be like that. We are so used to doing what we have always done that we don't stop to question whether it's the right thing to do at all. Many of our failures in performance are largely attributed to a lack of self-awareness. One of our greatest challenges in changing habits is maintaining awareness of what we are actually doing. This helps explain why the consequences of bad habits can sneak up on us. We need a point and call system for our personal lives. That's the origin of the habit scorecard, which is a simple exercise you can use to become more aware of your behavior. To create your own, make a list of your daily habits. Here is a sample of where your list might start. Wake up, turn off alarm, check my phone, go to the bathroom, weigh myself, take a shower, brush my teeth, floss my teeth, put on deodorant, hang up the towel to dry, get dressed, make a cup of tea, and so on and so forth. Once you have a full list, look at each behavior and ask yourself, is this a good habit? A bad habit or a neutral habit? If it's a good habit, write a plus sign next to it. If it's a bad habit, write a minus sign next to it. If it's a neutral habit, write an equal sign next to it. For example, the lists above might look like this. Wake up, neutral. Turn off alarm, neutral. Check my phone, minus. Go to the bathroom, neutral. Wear myself, plus. Take a shower, plus. Brush my teeth, plus. Floss my teeth, plus. Put on deodorant, plus. Hang up towel to dry, neutral. Get dressed, neutral. Make a cup of tea, plus. The marks you give to a particular habit will depend on your situation and your goals. For someone who is trying to lose weight, eating a bread with peanut butter every morning might be a bad habit. For someone who is trying to bulk up and add muscle, the same behavior might be a good habit. It all depends on what you are working towards. Scoring your habits can be a bit more complex for another reason as well. The label good, bad are slightly inaccurate. There are no good habits or bad habits. There are only effective habits. That is, effective at solving a problem. All habits serve you in some way, even the bad ones, which is why you repeat them. For this exercise, categorize your habits by how they will benefit you in the long run. Generally speaking, good habits will have net positive outcomes. Bad habits will have net negative outcomes. Smoking a cigarette may reduce stress right now, that is how it's serving you, but it's not a healthy long-term behavior. If you're still having trouble determining how to rate a particular habit, here is a question I like to use. Does this behavior help me become the type of person I wish to be? Does this habit cast a vote for or against my desired identity? Habits that reinforce your desired identity are usually good. Habits that conflict with your desired identity are usually bad. As you create your habit scorecard, there is no need to change anything at first. The goal is to simply notice what is actually going on. Observe your thoughts and action without judgment or internal criticism. 
Don't blame yourself for your faults. Don't praise yourself for your successes. If you eat a chocolate bar every morning, acknowledge it, almost as if you are watching someone else. Oh, how interesting that they would do such a thing. If you binge eat, simply notice that you are eating more calories than you should. If you waste time online, notice that you are spending your life in a way that you do not want to. As you create your habit scorecard, there is no need to change anything at first. The goal is to simply notice what is actually going on. Observe your thoughts and actions without judgment or internal criticism. Don't blame yourself for your faults and don't praise yourself for your successes. The first step to changing bad habits is to be on the lookout for them. If you feel like you need extra help, then you can try pointing and calling in your own life. Say out loud the action you are thinking of taking and what the outcome will be. If you want to cut back on your junk food habit but notice yourself grabbing another cookie, say out loud, I'm about to eat this cookie but I don't need it. Eating it will cause me to gain weight and hurt my health. Hearing your bad habit spoken out loud makes the consequences seem more real. It adds weight to the action rather than letting yourself mindlessly slip into an old routine. This approach is useful even if you are simply trying to remember a task on your to-do list. Just saying out loud, tomorrow I need to go to the post office after lunch, increases the odds that you will actually do it. You are getting yourself to acknowledge the need for action and that can make all the difference. The process of behavior change always starts with awareness. Strategies like pointing and calling and the habit scorecard are focused on getting you to recognize your habits and acknowledge the cues that trigger them, which makes it possible to respond in a way that benefits you. We have come to the end of chapter 4. Here is a chapter summary. With enough practice, your brain will pick up on the cues that predict certain outcomes without consciously thinking about it. Once your habits become automatic, we stop paying attention to what we are doing. The process of behavior change always starts with awareness. You need to be aware of your habits before you can change them. Pointing and calling raises your level of awareness from a non-conscious habit to a more conscious level of verbalizing your actions. The habit scorecard is a simple exercise you can use to become more aware of your behavior. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time.